Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, this is a big deal for you now. <laughs> hey, listen. I know it is. Or I, I was going to say something funny, and I was going to say something clever, and I decided not to because yeah, it is a big deal. All right, don't fuck around in this one, Francis. All right, don't fuck around because you are meeting. You know they say don't meet your heroes, don't they? Yeah, they do say that. They do say don't meet your heroes. But you know, I feel like I feel like also today is that day where I'm going to do it. You know what? But also the good thing about it is I honestly think, and I'm going to tell you a secret here. I think if you ask our guest today who his hero is, he'd probably say me. I don't think. I don't think. Listen, I'm I'm going to take a stab in the dark here. I definitely think if you asked him, come on, be be totally honest. Who is your hero? Not Jonah Lomu. No, 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 no. He would say me. He would say me. Yeah, I just get that vibe. You know that vibe before you just you just know you just know. Martin Johnson. No, no, not him either. Just just me, me. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why? What do you What do you have that Martin <laughs> Johnson doesn't have? Uh, empathy. Apart from quite a camp walk. <laughs> <laughs> we have Danny Kerr on the podcast today, everybody. I'm super excited about this one. Um, very cool because Danny, uh, Danny and I have a very funny story uh, about each other. I think if you listen to one of the podcasts before with Jason Roy, we spoke about it. He's coming on the podcast about a little troll, <laughs> a little a little troll who trolled him on Twitter, and he uh, and the little troll then had his comeuppance, and it was not so fun. And uh, then you tried to lie about it as well. <laughs> I didn't try. You did try and lie about it. Why do you want to put me in the shit? You were the you were the one who said in the situation. You went, yeah. To be fair, Jamie, you did tweet it. Well, Why you, you, try, you tried to say that your management. <laughs> had been tweeting shade at, at, at England rugby players. <laughs> As though that was in any way believable. <laughs> Listen. All right. Before, let's all right, all right, management. I'm going to give you full reign <laughs> to tweet her, whichever rugby player you want, whatever you want, because, fuck it, I've got to get that engagement over there. How many did it get any uh, engagement that tweet? I don't know, probably, probably. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Danny's it, actually in the room at the moment. I mean, yeah, yeah. He just said yes, it did. It got is a it lot. still up there, the tweet? Probably. Yeah, I haven't deleted it. Is it? Yeah. Should we? Should, we, should I retweet it? No. What? 
just get it going again. What we'll do, go onto our Instagram at Private Podcast. We'll find the tweet and post it on our on our, our Instagram, which will be hilarious. No, don't retweet it now. Right, everyone, before we get into it, please um, subscribe to the podcast or these things you love. Listen, Danny's one of those legends. So you're going to love this one, especially if you're a rugby fan, you're going to love it. If you're not a rugby fan, you're still going to love this one because he's a, what, what's hilarious. Your, what's your Twitter, Danny? No, France, we're still talking. Are we doing the intro? Danny Kerr. Danny Kerr. Um, uh, so, also, uh, we received some posts, which is really, really kind. We re- <laughs> You got it. Why is at Danny Kerr on the pitch? Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got, yeah, a little bit of traction. <laughs> I'll retweet it. Please do. Listen, this is all to come in the podcast. If you uh, think we received some posts, um, which is very kind of you, and we received a lovely letter, so please... Um, uh, go and check out our, our Instagram and go and check out uh, the tags underneath because it's an amazing campaign and we really want to help out so please do that uh, also uh, if you want to send us some more mail please do to private parts please send it to pri- uh, to private parts Jamie or Francis it's print rooms 164 to 180 Union Street London SE1 OLH uh, that would be very kind we'd love anything but for now ladies and gentlemen my hero Danny Kerr on the podcast your voice down that's so loud it hurts uh, Danny Kerr on the podcast um, hey Francis I've been thinking about this before I came in who's yeah. your hero in life um, probably God, who's my hero? my dad your dad's a hero yeah my dad's okay my come hero. on let's go a bit deep in that um, that surface like hero Norm Macdonald who's that Norm Macdonald, he's my favourite comedian. Okay, he's your hero? He's your hero? He's my one of my comedy heroes, Okay, yeah. fine, but who's your actual hero? Come on, let it out. Um, don't be shy, man, it's okay, you don't have to be shy. Who is my hero? Um, I guess, I don't really have any heroes. You don't? No, I guess I like have people who I appreciate what they've contributed to the world, and I'd like to... So like me, I'd like so them to appreciate what I'm contributing to the world. So 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 like me a little bit. Um, uh, would I be up there as yeah, well? I appreciate you? what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah most of the time. Well, when do you not appreciate it? When you're doing all those steroids. What? Coming from you looks enormous at the end of our table. You can't say that's so, Danny, what big. we really wanted to get you here to was to talk about uh, steroid abuse <laughs> in professional rugby. <laughs> uh, I don't know if, if you can elaborate on We've had a few that have tried. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got caught out. And oh, yeah. They, and they're not seen again. How is it? How is it? Are they good at, good at drug testing? Yeah, we have a lot of drugs tests. Really? Hey, we're going to get into this. I actually, had, I actually had a steroid injection the other day uh, in my. See? No. <laughs> Every week he gets one. <laughs> Finally no. comes clean. No, I didn't. I had a steroid inject. I had a cortisone. Well, it must feel good to get off. No, I don't. I don't feel guilty about it because it wasn't one of the steroid injections that pump you up. It was a cortisone injection. Cortisone. <laughs> cortisone injection in, in my ankle to heal my foot. That's not a steroid injection. Are you doing some rehab for your foot? Yeah. Are you, are you doing it properly? Yeah. Yeah. Every morning I wake up and I do this thing on my feet where I, I clench my feet together. But, you know, I'm, I'm serious. I think it probably is uh, a result of those um, six and a half inch concealed heels that you wear in your <laughs> shoes. 
Hello everyone, welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate and sort of details of our lives. Hey, I, I'm so excited today because we have, honestly, one of my heroes, Danny Kerr, in the studio. Hey guys. Oh, buddy, yes! How are we? Are you calling oh, him your hero now, but that's not what yeah, you Yeah, it wasn't that's always a bit, the way. Hey, sure let's, let's, do you know what? Let's, let's kill the potato in the room. Is that the same? Let's mm. kill the elephant in the room. Danny, you know, we spoke on the podcast about let's, this. Well, let's address the elephant in the room. Okay. Let's kill the elephant in the room. Let's address the whole thing, what happened. We had Jason Roy on the podcast today, great cricketer. And we spoke about the first ever uh, situation where you and I met each other. And uh, well, I was there. Yeah. yeah you were there. <laughs> it went really badly for me. It was not a good scenario. No, he said, I actually like you, Francis. <laughs> yeah, he just remembers that. That's all he remembers. <laughs> That's all he remembers. Hey, it's the same like Matt Horn. Seems to be a theme yeah. here. <laughs> Matt also said he liked him on our podcast. <laughs> so he didn't really like me if he likes him. <laughs> uh, Danny, we spoke about the podcast. So, um, you know, this is why I'm a big fan of yours, right? And I'm going to be totally honest with you. So, Danny, you... Because you didn't beat him up. Yeah. No, that's not even that. We, no. need to, we need to go through the story. The story no, we, don't need to, we need to go through the story. Actually, take us back to when you saw the tweet. Wait, yeah. let, let me explain first, and Danny, you can go your story. I'm gonna, I, this, you can be the judge, Francis. Here we go. So, Danny... I am a huge England fan. I'm a huge fan of yours. And I was watching the Six Nations. Oh, I'm getting nervous, aren't I? <laughs> Starting the Six Nations. Six Nations. <laughs> watching the Six just Nations. Breathe, just breathe. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah. Whew, I'm on the stand. Let's do this. I was watching the Six Nations and uh, you were playing. We were watching it together. We were watching it together. Mm. And as a really big fan, I thought it was a good idea at the end of the game to. Uh, England had just lost. I was angry. I was upset. And to offload my anger, I thought, right, who am I going to offload that at? I'm going to offload it at Danny Care. The smallest one. You're the smallest. <laughs> small, well, so I thought. <laughs> offload it to the scrum half. Because uh, I think what happened, you know, England didn't play that well, but I think what happened, there was a last kick of the game, or last play of the game, and I think you were the one who knocked it on. So it wasn't even, you know, that was this last play of the game. And so my anger went straight towards you. I tweeted you. Mm. Big mistake. Because... When I tweeted you, I thought that was the end of it. It's basically, funny that you, at, you actually asked him as <laughs> yeah. well. It was, it was the attitude. I, uh, I basically trolled you. Yeah. <laughs> I basically <laughs> trolled you, Danny. After not only had you just lost, you also be furious, and then you go on Twitter with all the views, and then you see some reality TV star <laughs> prick. <laughs> so, what is it from your side? What happened? So, how did you feel? So. It was a big. It was a Grand Slam game, wasn't it? Yeah, away in Wales. And uh, I mean, I came, we we were poor that day. We were awful. I came on. I was awful. Um, I had like a twenty-one grand bet on. I heard this. Yeah, <laughs> you, you said on the night. First, he was He didn't have a twenty-one grand bet on. He would have won twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah if England had won. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not that much of a like. You could blame the front rower boys, mate. They got they got dicked that day. Um, so I come on, didn't play very well. Come off the pitch, uh, obviously we gutted. We've lost that on the Grand Slam. You go on Twitter, you play against Wales, you you get in a load of stick anyway. And I actually listened to one of the pods where you were talking about social media and trolling yeah, and stuff. Totally, like that. and it happens. And look, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And we, as rugby players, you do get a lot of shit. Um, and then it was the one that, you know, obviously I saw one from you. Obviously I had a few, who the fuck, what's Danny Care doing? What's he kicking the ball out there for? And it was, why the, was it, why is Danny Care even on yeah. the pitch? Yeah, I, 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 said, I, said, I said, 
Was it why the fuck or was it why? Why the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I I threw a a curse word in there. Yeah, you did. did. And also, just like I was 64 kilograms at this point. (laughs) I was really little. And I went, why the fuck is at Danny Care on the pitch, let alone in the squad? Said, no, just, you know. Forgot about it. Well, no, it was online trolling. I never thought I would see him. I never thought I'd see you, Danny. So you saw this, Danny, and you must have been like... So that that was the, the opposite for me. I thought, you know, I live in... I live in Surrey, you live in Chelsea. I go out a lot in Fulham, Chelsea way. I'm going to see you at some point. So I always thought, and I said to the boys, because the boys all said, have you seen what that fucking posh boy said (laughs) said about you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I have. And And I said to the lads, like, if I ever saw you, I would say to you, Will you say it to my face? <laughs> that's yeah. that's all I said. I would never ever be physically aggressive. No. I would never do anything like that. But I always said, and I'm listening to your pod the other day about the trolling and that. I think more people should meet the people that they that yeah. totally, man, yeah. absolutely, without mm. a doubt. Because because Danny, do you know what's so interesting is that I sent that right, and I think there's a TV show in that. Mm. Yeah. There, there could be. yeah, let's make it. But Danny, so I sent that tweet out right without even you know just think I was like whatever, forgetting about your emotions, anyone emotions. I was just like pissed off. I thought I never see you. I'd send it out, whatever. And then obviously what happened was is that we were walking down Wandsworth Bridge Road in Fulham on Halloween. Got oi oi boys. Turn around. It was, it was Danny Kerr and all his mates <laughs> running, <laughs> running towards us. I was like, oh, my it God. Just, it couldn't have worked more perfectly. It we, couldn't. We'd yeah. been on an all-day bender in fancy dress. I had three <laughs> of the biggest lads with me. And Oogs, who is now your best mate, yeah, yeah, Ugo. went, there's that fucker Jamie Lang who tweeted you, Danny. <laughs> Let, right, and typical Hugo to do an egging on. It's his, like a playground. His, his exact words were, "Let's go, and, let's go and do him." Right, Hugo <laughs> <laughs> meant, "Let's go so, and have sex with them." Yeah, <laughs> let's go and exactly let's that. go and have well, sex with them. You know, you look great. So we saw both of you. We saw both of you walking down. So I thought, oh, I was like, okay, yeah, okay, we'll go and speak to you. And we came, and, we, and I have to apologise because I imagine it could have been fair. You thought. You, there was two of the lads are fairly big. Well, I know. I thought I was going to die. That's the only time that I thought I was ever going to die. Yeah. I was like, here we go. This is it. I think I was just quite excited to watch what, <laughs> what happened. So the best thing about the whole thing was obviously I said to you, I, I thought I'd see you at some point and I'd say to you, would you say it to my face? And you said, <laughs> you said, it wasn't me, my, manage- my management tweet. Yeah, tweet that was exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lied through his teeth. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, no, no, you, you're a liar. And he was like, you're a, you're a liar, you're a liar. And then Francis goes, no, you did actually say that, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. But do you know what? Fair credit to you, Danny, because it's so true, right? You, you said if you saw me, you would do it. You went and did it. That's fair enough. And, you know, shame on me for exactly that. that. like he would have been scared of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you know what? You put your money where your mouth was. Impressed <laughs> yeah, you got balls, mate. You got balls. <laughs> but it's true. But you know, people. Uh, there are a lot of trolling that happens online, and it's really bad. And some people are super damaged by it. Well, you know, there's loads of bullying. And in fact, it's true. People, you know, you should be able to confront those kind of people. And I listened to an amazing story once from uh, Scarlett Moffat, who um, I think I said this before, but she she's was, one of your heroes. Isn't she? <laughs> she is one of my heroes. But she's a great girl, and she basically was bullied at school. Uh, and when she was bullied at school she was bullied by this girl and she was in Asda um, or something like that she was shopping and she came around the aisle and she saw her person who had bullied her in her school and she started to shake she, her inner child came out she started to freak out and as she walked past the person the person went oh my god Scarlett 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 come here come here she said oh I've been telling my daughter how we're great friends at school and, and all these different things Scarlett turned to her and said 
I hope your daughter never has to go through what you put me through. You bullied me from the start to the end, um, and I hope your daughter never has to experience that. She dropped the thing and walked out. Right. And it was the fact that she then was like, oh, my God, I stood up to this person who my entire life had made me feel shit. And there are so many people out there. So basically, Danny, me is that bully that always tormented you, <laughs> that made you feel shit every day. You stood up to me that time, and I'm proud of you for doing it, buddy. Thank, thank you, mate. Thank you. <laughs> but, dude, you must have a lot of that because you've, you know, you've hey, played... what are you trying to say? Oh no! But, but are you? Oh no! I, I, <laughs> I get a lot. Of, I get a lot of shit. Because man, you—the interesting thing about you, which I don't think a lot of people know, is that you were going to play football at one point, weren't you? You yeah. were going to play football for Sheffield United, wasn't it? Sheffield Wednesday, yeah. Sheffield Wednesday. So I did both. I did both growing up, and then um, I had three years at Sheffield Wednesday. Same team as Jamie Vardy, who's obviously gone on to hundred grand a week. He's doing all right. Jesus. Um, was he um, that good when he was younger? Well, we were similar, both both small, both small for our age. So we were stuck on the wing and new academy manager came in and said, no, nah, you, t- you guys are too small. You're never going to beat the likes of Man United and all that sort of stuff. So what, Just because you look at Messi, look at people like this. Exactly. But th- this academy manager at the time was more about physicality and size. And um, at that point, I was pretty small, pretty quick, but stuck me on the wing or then was eventually just wasn't playing on the bench. And me and him were pretty similar on the bench a lot. And then I was traveling from Leeds to Sheffield three nights a week with my dad, not playing at the weekend. And just said, I said at one point, like, I just, I just want to play, just want to play football. So I went back and played with my mates just at a local club. And then my mates at school all played rugby. Luckily played rugby as well as football at school. They said, oh, come and play rugby. I kept saying, no, 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 I'm going to be a footballer. I'm going to be a footballer. And then eventually went, went the rugby route. So I kind of been told I was too small for, for football. football. And then, then ended, going to rugby. Ended up in rugby and... Um, it's kind of been nice, a bit of a point to prove, I think, for us little lads. Yeah. Obviously, in rugby's best, the best bit about it is it's for every shape and size. And but but is it how good at football were you? Were you really good? I was all right. My dad reckoned that if I'd have stuck at it, I'd have made it at some level. I don't know whether I'd have I'd have made it to the to play in the championship or the Premier League or anything like that. That would have been the absolute dream. But you know, you look at Jamie Vardy; he went all the way down the leagues. He was he was found from nowhere. Yeah, he he. So after Sheffield Wednesday, I think he left. He went part time. He was working in a cinema or something like that, playing a bit of football on the side, and then worked his way back in. So I I think there's there'll be so many kids who miss out in on all mm. sports. Maybe that, at some point they just get a bit lost with it. But that's that. that's the thing. What amount? Do you think a lot of it's luck? Because I feel like in rugby it's not luck. I feel like in rugby, if you're a good player. You get seen, you get heard, you get found out. Like mentality and things come into it. But I think football... It's all contacts, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's all contacts. Yeah, it? yeah. Okay. It's all contacts. You, uh, you, you need luck without a doubt in sport. You need luck. You need to be, you know, playing well at the right time or someone else has a bit of bad luck, gets an injury. Yeah. You get an opportunity to play. You play well. Suddenly you get a new contract. You know, contract times is, is massive. Lads are under a lot of pressure for a job and then you have to play well. For yeah, those. you've got to be prepared for the opportunity as it presents itself. Exactly. Yeah. You've got to always be ready, but there is timing, injuries, obviously massive. You know, I missed out on a World Cup week before getting injured. Mate, um, I want to get into that. Fuck. So that, yeah, back in 2011, this one I got dropped way before I got injured. So that, that no, was I right. Yeah, but I, I mean, it, it, we'll get into like things like that, but that's, that's the, t- I think that's the toughest thing about sport, right? Because in like jobs and life, right? Uh, I, I suppose when you, not saying you got fired, <laughs> you didn't get fired, but when you get fired in a job, it's like, you know, you're, you're fired for a reason. And, and I suppose in sport, yeah, but sport is so, you're so... It's, well, it's just brutal. You're so on the edge all the time. Mm. You're so on the edge. You get an injury. Uh, someone plays an amazing game. This, you're, it, so mentally, it's freaking exhausting, right? It's, it's, it's an emotional roller coaster. I think that's the only way to describe mm. it. We get 
some unbelievable highs, you know, playing with your best mates, winning a game. In front of that many people. In front of 80,000 at the weekend, playing for England. It's the most incredible feeling in the world. And then the week later, you get beaten by Wales. Everyone thinks you're a twat. um, And you're literally so low. Um, So that's why I think having good people around you is key. Friends, family, my wife, my mum and dad, those type of people that... They keep it all in perspective. My kid, yeah. Kid and one more coming on the way, like... I go home and that is massively perspective for me. Like rugby isn't. Okay, Danny, you're a family man. We get it. <laughs> yeah, we get it, man. You're, uh, yeah. I love my kids. <laughs> just really love the Bible and hate poverty and love my kids. <laughs> but dude, the mate, Danny, the thing about you, 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 I mean, like you said, you play football. You're a sportsman from the beginning, right? You grew up and this is what, by the way, you and I have something very, we're, we're very similar. We're very, very similar. You know? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Danny grew up in Leeds. I went to Leeds University, both from the north. Did you know? Yeah, we're both in the north, mate. Where did you Where did you reside? Uh, Hyde Park. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. God, it was great. Yeah. It was a good crack up there. Oh, right? my God. Francis, you wouldn't understand that. I've been up to Leeds. Yeah, but you weren't part of Leeds. You weren't, no. you weren't, you weren't part of I was in with the Leeds, Leeds crowd. Leeds, Leeds. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, I just loved it. Um, <clears throat> so that's why we're very similar. In those ways. And um, and also, you just you played England 16, 17, 18, 19. You, you, you played throughout the entire time. And the weird thing is, you played football, but then suddenly switched to rugby. Yeah. Were you one of these guys who, like the, like the Neville brothers who used to play cricket, you just pick up a ball, pick up a rack and just do it? I, I, I love sport. And my mum and dad always just gave me the opportunity to play as many sports as I wanted. And then kind of let me choose the one that I like the best mm. to kind of take forward. So... I it's like r- Francis with instruments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Instrument. Instrument. <laughs> How many instruments you play? I played well, I've played pretty much every instrument. I played the saxophone, trumpet, violin, See, that's guitar. I would love to be able to play the saxophone. Yeah, the saxophone is mm. a fun instrument. Yeah, but now we were, Danny, not when we were younger. Now we would like see like a piano in like a bar and be like, oh, I wish I could yeah, play that. Yeah, yeah. When we were younger, you, you just... Oh, no, but now... You were a loser. <laughs> no, but what I did was... I was never a loser. But what I did do was I, I was... I, I, now it's quite nice because I can go and pick up a saxophone and I've, I understand where I can sort of play around a bit. If I wanted to, I could, I could get a trumpet and... and get good at the trumpet in a shorter yeah, period of nice. time because I've got built a little foundation. Yeah. But, but yeah. Danny, also with you, man, like, is that, you know, were, were you always going to play sports? Was there anything else? I think so, yeah. I think I, I obviously grew up, I wanted to be a footballer, but I, I, if someone had said, oh, you could be a rugby player, I'd have I kind of taken it. I think a lot of rugby players are failed footballers anyway because we, really? we all want to play football. Really? Was it? Because yeah, you go one to, you go money, a good buddy of mine yeah, yeah. and yours, uh, uh, he, uh, he wanted to play for Arsenal. That was his... Mm. His dream. I don't think he would have been good enough though. No, 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 no way. His, his first touch is awful. <laughs> honestly awful. But so, what do you think? So, so, do you think it's the money? I think it's more I, I, for me. Because rugby, I think, is a funner. Sport. I mean, rugby is amazing. Look, and yeah. it's given me, you know, an unbelievable life so far. Um, but you get battered. We do get every battered every day. You're getting battered. Where footballers, you can kind of pass the ball around. You, it's, it's a lot more of a lighter sport, and in a sense, you're paid more. Rugby is. It's, it's higher risk. The, higher risk. I think, I think that's the, the bugbear yeah. for rugby players. Is I mean, look, we get we get paid well. We get paid. You know, lads get played very well. Mm. But you know, you see the footballs and the disparity between the two. But I completely understand that football's a way bigger sport over here, and it's you know, TV rights. Everything is is massive. And so, me growing up, I wasn't really that bothered about rugby. I played it because I was quite good at it. It was quite quick. But football was the one where I I was desperate to be a footballer. But then I kind of fell in love with rugby a bit more. We went on a lads and dads trip when I was 16 to Dublin. 
Um, What's that lads and dads? So like the dads come along on the tour with you. So we went to Dublin, just had two days. Do you gonna get hammered? And we played rugby and got hammered <laughs> at sixteen. And I was like, Oh, you can do this. And again. go to strip clubs with your dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe. I went to a strip club with my dad once. It's really awkward. <laughs> it's just really like really... a gay strip club. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. <laughs> It's just, no it answer. leads. No answer. No yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. It leads. Pur I went to one Yeah, 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 Daddy. You know, well, right, yeah. um, I went to that. So you went on this. You went on this trip together, and you were like, right, this is it. So you went. What happened? It was like just. I think just the the team sort of bond and the morale of it. Like football. I loved football, but I'd never experienced anything like that. Where you know the dads would come on, come on tour with you, watch the game, and then you go to a bar and have a few beers. And I thought, you know, this is this is pretty cool. And um, Everyone got on so well in rugby. It's a massive team sport. I think it's obviously football is a team sport. But, but I, I think say football is more like a team of individuals, right? Yeah. Like, and they're very much in it for themselves, really. Yeah. Even I think, and it's hard to not be with yeah. people being on like 300, pounds. It's a week. crazy, man. It's crazy money. It, it, it takes everything out of it. Yeah. It's only all being paid differently as well. I know. Like, you know. Like, is, that, is it the same in rugby? Uh, you get paid differently. So um, obviously when you play for England, you get extra money. So that's on top of um, playing for your club. But there's a little, no one really knows what other people France are France is about to say how much. Ballpark <laughs> <laughs> yeah. figure. Ballpark <laughs> figure. No, nowhere near your, yeah. <laughs> but your Danny, wage. But Danny, it's, it's like, I, like, I'm one of those people, it, whatever you can get paid, go and get paid. So footballers, yeah. if you can get paid oh, that, 100%. go for it, whatever. Mm. But it does take kind of a lot out of it and it makes people individual and it, and it creates a lot of hazy areas but I think more importantly for you and if we go really deep into it you know rejection in life is really hard right it's a really hard thing to deal with and and kids you should know really <laughs> <laughs> I actually do I dealt with rejection actually from from girls occasionally when I was younger um not uh, not, not recently <laughs> not recently and so you're on fire now aren't you? yeah baby <laughs> I'm gonna have kids on the way soon um but dude the really the, no I'm not Should really they elaborate on that no I'm not gonna have kids soon it's a lot of practice oh I do like yeah, yeah a lot of practice yeah. before it happens um but with rejection right the fact that you couldn't play football, that you were told you're too small and you could that is like, and you must have been, what, 16 years old? 15. 15 years yeah, old yeah. to deal, you, you know, 15 years old, you want to be a footballer, that's all you want to be, and you're told you're not going to do it, pretty much. How do you deal with that? I think it was just the fact that I still enjoyed playing rugby was great that I could just go, okay, well, I'll, I'll kind of focus on, on that one now. Um, and I had an option to, to, to go for Leeds and have a trial there and maybe try again, but I was kind of, 
I was a bit done with the sport a little bit and I think I was having a bit more fun playing rugby with my mates at school and then I joined Otley, the local club up north as well. Do you ever do the Otley I run? I did do the Otley run. Oh my God, the Otley run. Francis, you wouldn't have done this, mate. No? Nah, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have been on it. It's where you go onto every pub on the Otley road. It's called the Otley run. Wow. Did you do it? Yeah, I didn't get there's that some, far. There's some sights. You see some sights. <coughs> so were you ever not allowed in any teams because you're too small? Uh, do you know, for me, I've said this before, I, I, I played a lot of rugby and then I damaged my knee, my ACL ligament. And uh, I, I wanted to go and play pro and all these different things, but I never would have made it. I never, in all honesty, I never would have made it. And it was a complete blessing in disguise because I would have tried to do it. I would have failed. And a lot of, you know, I know guys who are like playing, you know, Portsmouth second team. And, you know, and it's, it's, a, it's a bit demoralizing and you what? kind of, your dream didn't quite make it. When did you... St- when did you stop then? When you got injured? Yeah, seventeen, eighteen. Okay. When I was I was on tour in Italy, and I and I did. Then I just and I stopped. And after that, I kind of like you with football. It kind of it's weird, you know. When you're kind of the the sort of star in a sense, everyone loves you. As soon as that go, what are you laughing at? Are you trying to say you're the star? I was the star at school, buddy. I was the star. But when that's taken away from you, and like because an injury, you're immediately forgotten. And so I kind of. I hated the game. <laughs> yeah. fall I game. fall out of love with the game, baby. <laughs> I fell in love with it, but it ha- but it happens that way. Yeah. And but then the next time I played is when I did that uh, rugby aid game yeah, yeah, yeah. where I got who was it, who Brad, Thorne. Brad Thorne. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> six foot ten. What is yeah, he doing? He was, he was taking that a bit too serious, wasn't he? he Everyone did, else was kind of. Then he cracked my ribs. Yeah. <laughs> he took me out. Do you think was this before or after the tweet? That was after. So I actually <laughs> ah. very much enjoyed seeing. <laughs> Brad Thorne, male Jamie, yeah. I did enjoy that one. But so you're you know, you're a young guy, you you're playing rugby, you've you've played for Leeds for a bit, you're then at Harlequins, all these different things. It's two thousand eight and you get your call up to England. Yeah. You're you're twenty years old. 20, yeah, twenty one I think. I just twenty one, you're twenty one years so how old. How does it work? Is it, just, is it just scouts or do you go to trials? So for proper England, yeah. obviously you you're playing for your club and then they kind of, if you're playing well for your club, you know you've got a, you've got a chance. Mm. Uh, Martin Johnson was just uh, been named manager. So, um, did you know him at the time? Uh, I no, not really. I'd have said hello to him every now and yeah. then, but I was scared of him before yeah. I met him and more scared. He's a after. big guy. He is, a is big he guy. is he is he scary? He's, a, he's scary. a monster. Is he really? He, he is, but at the same time, he's a really nice. Yeah quiet bloke away from yes Danny you're a family man we know (laughs) (laughs) I love Martin Johnson (laughs) (laughs) but yeah you just get you just you don't really I think I got a call just to say oh you're going to go on tour to New Zealand um, with England and I because I've had I'd had a fairly decent season with Quinns Quinns were playing really well at the time a few Quinns got selected so it was amazing to go down there and an amazing place to make your debut very yeah. daunting place but, but what happens what happens do you get a call like how does it work back in the day you got you used to get a call so the you literally got the phone John Martin Johnson's number would be wrong, ringing and oh. you shit yourself and then answer it and you know he'd say yeah you you selected for England and you go, fucking oh, hell thanks Martin <laughs> yeah thank you sir <laughs> thank you sir see you sir. <laughs> yeah see you sir <laughs> well, these days it's one of them if you if you get a, when once you've been in the squad for a while if you get a call Oh, that it, is bad news. It's bad news. Ooh. So when you really? see when I, when you see Eddie Jones's number on your phone now, it's not and and have you thing. have you had that? So I had that one before <sighs> in the summer. I was on holiday with my with my family, and did your heart just sink? Yeah, as soon as you see his name, you quake. Yeah, oh, and oh. it's such a weird feeling because obviously he's quite a small man, but yeah. he's very powerful. And, and, and I've and, heard, and yeah, he's quite. And he's really like efficient. And yeah, he is. He is. So um, the one thing with him, he's always open and honest. So uh, that's what any 
player would prefer. You mm. don't want someone to chat yeah. a load of bollocks, just tell you tell you it straight. And he just said straight, you haven't played well enough, you don't deserve to be in the squad. What would I you have, like what, that. What would you have yeah. said, Jamie, if you were gonna <laughs> if you were gonna drop Danny Kerr for that? He'd have tweeted me. I, I, would, I would have tweeted <laughs> you. Yeah, I would have sent an owl. Like anywhere I would get out of it. <laughs> hey Danny, I would have DM'd you. Hey Danny, <laughs> <Yes>. um <laughs> Bad news. You're out. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I think if I was, I would probably phone you up and then uh, it would probably end up you coaching the squad and me quitting because <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do it because I'd be too, yeah, I'd just fold under pressure. I think you're right though. It's a, but man, that is, uh, it, it's tricky, right? Because at some point in a person's career, that will happen to them. It doesn't matter whoever you are, right? It doesn't matter if you're, uh, you know, if it doesn't matter if you're Cristiano Ronaldo or you're Danny Kerr or you're Lewis Hamilton, it doesn't matter. At some point, that's going to happen, and that's quite quite tough to deal with, right? Because you know, you you that's what you want to do. You want to play rugby. So how do you kind of deal with it? Yeah, like, I've been dropped a lot in my in my time, so you kind of get used to it. I think when you as you get a little bit older, you kind of put things in perspective a bit more. As I said earlier, when you're young and it's rugby, 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 it's all all you want to do. And you get told, oh, you're not good enough or you're not playing this week. That, that was hard, hard to deal with sometimes. And I, I moved down to London when I was 19 and wasn't getting picked for Quinns. You know, moved from Leeds. It was kind That's of a, so young, mate. 19 is baby. Yeah, big move. It was a big move for me away from a family like I'd, I, you know, I love There's you. A family man. A family man. <laughs> you you just love Martin Johnson. I love my mum, honestly. <laughs> Miss um, my mum. <laughs> <laughs> but there were times where... <laughs> I'd do all this training all week. I wouldn't get picked and I'd be sat in London on my own thinking, oh. so I'd drive home a lot. I'd drive back to Leeds and have the weekends at home, drive back dead early Monday morning. And that was quite tough. I think when you get a little bit older, things put into perspective a bit more. Rugby isn't everything. There's more to it. There's more to life than that. And it it is a job. It's a job for us at the end of the day. It's not our life. It is a job. But that's hard to separate, right, at the beginning when you're young. It is because you're just thrown into it. And, you know, at the time when I I started rugby, it was, oh, you can't really fit uni and you shouldn't go to uni. You know, give rugby the whole shot. Looking back, I wish I'd have gone and done something like but that. But you did. You well. went to Loughborough, didn't you? you, you no, oh, no. I thought you did do something at Loughborough. Don't rub it in. Sorry. Yeah, no, I wish I did. I, I thought you got a first at Loughborough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if they want to give me one of those honorary ones, I'll, I'll happily take one. But, but Danny, you know, on the podcast, and I, I think what's amazing is that people open up about these things. You know, France and I have done as well, and maybe, perhaps it hasn't. You've never felt it, but especially as sports people, there's a lot of talk about anxiety and things like that within sport because of the pressure to always be the best. Have you ever experienced? stuff like that or, or experience teammates like that and things like that yeah I've, I've lost a couple of uh, good mates to um, to suicide in, in, throughout my career really yeah um, oh my god and it, I think a lot it happens a lot in, in young men I think the, the surveys are saying and especially in young sportsmen and in rugby players a lot of anxiety there's a lot of talk about it's, it at the moment it's the, it's the biggest killer of men under 30 under, yeah. under 45 yeah under 45 yeah. which is which is crazy um, and uh, you kind of always think could could you have helped in any way, you know? And you kind of look back and would a text of you know would a, would a text have saved a life? Would a phone call have saved a life? You don't know when when this is going to happen. But it makes you realise how important it, it is to you know hear people out, speak to people, and you know check the, the well being of those around you because 
you never know what's going on behind people's, uh, you know, behind people's facade, the face they put on, because, you know, people are going through all sorts of stuff. Shit, Danny, I had no idea about that. That's really intense. Um, how do you, when something like that happens, right, like, because also I assume, you know, that the reason why this happens to a lot with males is because we have, we, 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 firstly, guys don't really like talking about things because we think it feels weak. That's first thing. Secondly, um, we are, incre- we are, guy, we're all incredibly insecure. We don't want to say that we're insecure. <clears throat> but, you know, especially with something like rugby, which is a very macho sport, surely no one wants to speak out at all about it. Because why would you? That, oh, it's weak. You know, because you know, everyone knows about the kind of uh, the sort of, you know, you know, tough man side of rugby and, you know, drink this and, you know, be like that. And that's what sort of the old school rugby is like. Is it, how do people open up or do you just have to, because you're, you're all mates, right? So yeah. it's hard. That's the problem, as you said, Francis. You don't know what's going on behind <clears throat> people's, you know, behind closed doors. Um, and I think a guy who was in the Leeds Academy with me, Kieran Mile, has just retired from playing for Wasp, had, you know, 12 years in the Premiership. He He's just come out and said that last year he got to a point where he he climbed over a balcony in Dubai and was about to jump. And one of his mates, the one another rugby lad, um, grabbed him, threw him back in, kind of what you're doing, and he just broke down. And it's the first time he'd ever spoken to any of the boys about it. And he said he'd been living it, living with it for... 10, 12 years of his professional career that he just felt there was so much pressure on him the whole time to perform. Well, that's the thing, is because because people just feel like they, they have to deal with all these things themselves, yep. but no problem is too big that it can't be dealt with together with people, you know, with people around you. You know, you're never really on, you're never really on your own if you actually reach out for... It, uh, oh, sorry, go on. Oh. Perfect timing, Francis. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, maybe right. they need to talk. <laughs> maybe they need to talk. Yeah, yeah. Fred? They can't. <laughs> Fred, you're just on the podcast now. Oh, excellent. Yeah, you're on, You're live what? with Danny Kerr. Oh, wow. Hey, Fred. Oh, Danny. I, got, I never knew I was so excited for this, but now I'm here. Is that Fred, the guy with the great hair? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's yeah. him. That's oh, him. luscious locks. I'm so jealous. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay, well, I'll leave you guys to it. Okay, Fred. Bye, buddy. See ya. See you, mate. Love you. Love you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, so it's never. Well, I suppose I'm speaking also to the listener. If you're having problems, just speak to people because it's no no problem is too big that it can't be solved with with the help of those around you. But also, because I just I find all this so interesting. Because I watched this documentary, this cricket documentary, right? And I mentioned this with the Jason Roy episode about being on the edge. And I think in sport, everyone is on the edge. You know. Physically, always on the edge because you're getting injured all the time. You know, we haven't spoken about your injury at the moment, but mentally, you're always on the edge as well because freaking hell, people. You know, you kids, right? They grow up to go. I want to be. You know, all kids now want to be a footballer. Or you want to be a sportsman or an actress. Like they want this kind of credibility and like, oh, I want to do these things. But in fact, it's not an easy road. It's a really freaking tough road to be in, and the pressure to to always remain in it's hard. Do you think that you're going to stay in the rugby world whenever that time finishes or whatever? Or do you think you'll go and do other things? Uh, I'd, I'd really like to stay involved with the sport. It's given me so much. I'd, lo- I'd love to stay involved with it. Coaching, I don't think, is is really my bag. They they work a lot harder than we do. So um, I'd, I'd try and... I think you'd be a great coach. I, I'd, I think I'd probably like it. Um, my son's just started playing rugby under fives, Cobham. And, you know, the lads... The, Such a family, man. I, I really am. And uh, and all the dads around, the coaches, like, if any of you guys want to 
Uh, oh, yeah, help yeah, out, yeah. Danny. <laughs> so you're going to be told <laughs> to ref all the games. <laughs> so I'm going to have to do something down there, I'm sure. I've kind of kept myself to myself because my foot's been bad. But I'm sure... When well, have you got plantar fasciitis as well? No, no, uh, he's, no. Danny's out with injury. Yeah, I, tore, I tore a ligament down here called the deltoid ligament oh, in the bottom God. of my ankle, yeah. So I just followed, someone fell on me in training. Oh, that, that happened to be in the, in the British it's, Nationals. It's, like, it's called the deltoid or the, the steroid ligament. Steroid <laughs> ligament. <laughs> but it was the day before we had a team trip to Ibiza, all expenses paid oh, by the shit. club. And uh, everyone said this was on the Wednesday. Whatever you do, lads, don't get injured. And your missus broke your foot. Honestly, you've never seen a happier woman in your world. <laughs> but one of the lads fell in it. Yeah, snapped the ligament. That's me out of Ibiza. And, oh, God. Uh, yeah, surgery the week after. Did you have surgery with yours? I mean, no. you can't. On the, on oh, the bonnet, you can't do it. You just have to let it. You just have to let it. Hold on one second. Just remind me. Uh, with my one, you just have to let it go. You can't do anything about it. You just have to do it. Also, I just want to ask, because I just so intrigued this. When you have your first England cap, yep. right, when that moment comes and you get that call up and you, you go, shit, here we go, and you walk onto the pitch, who was your first test against? Who was against? And I was away in New Zealand. Oh, shit. Yeah, I've never shot myself. That before. is oh, intense. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. When they're doing the hacker. Yeah, like, they, the, when they did the hacker, I was like... Oh, this is real. <laughs> and, and this was like Richie McCall, Dan Carter, Mar Nonu. Oh, the heyday. Rodney Soyalu, like, like some scary looking yeah. boys staring at me. And me being the young 21 year old scrum half, and they're going, looking forward to this, mate. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah, first cap was off the bench. I got 20 minutes off the bench. And the second one I started, and we got absolutely humped, like 40 odd something. But I managed to score a try, a little quick tap, scored in the corner. So it was an unbelievable experience, an amazing yeah. place to make a debut. Um, very humbling because we we got annihilated, and it was just amazing to see New Zealand, the country that yeah. is rugby, loves rugby, it lives and breathes it. To go and play there to make your first cap was was special. But mate, you've done what eighty two caps? Eighty four. Eighty four, man. That's mm. mate. That's unreal. Yeah, I'm 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 obviously incredibly proud of having eight eighty four. I'd have liked a few more. Um, and some are from my from my own doing that I, I didn't make the rest, but it's one of them. I, I hope that there's going to be another chance to to wear the shirt again. Obviously, got it to not be in the World Cup squad, but it's amazing to to see how the boy you know the boys are training so hard. They've worked so hard for this. This has been a long four years in the making, and mm. I generally think they've got a good chance of of bringing the cup home. Oh, dude, we're going to talk about that. Right, we're going to stop there for the moment because France... Maybe I'll put another bet on. <laughs> yeah, put another bet. Your 21 grand bet or whatever it was. <laughs> All right, Francis, we've got to have the question of the week, buddy. Oh. What is the question? How do you forget? We've done like over 200 episodes and every single time you forget no, no, this I, moment. No, no, I just... It's my phone, obviously. I turned it off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the reason. Um, okay, we're going to have the question of the week. Danny, I don't know if you know this bit, but we basically ask a question, we have to guess it. Perfect. You're going to do a rugby one, Francis? Uh, yeah, I'm going to do a rugby one. Okay. 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 All right, here we go. Okay, here we go. Here we go. All right, here we go. Okay. Okay then. Uh, okay then. Here we go. Eric, are you guys ready? Oh, <laughs> you <laughs> bet, yeah. Anytime. Danny, you ready? I'm, I'm, I've been ready for <laughs> okay. a while. Okay. Okay. <laughs> here we go. Who was the who, between whom? Between who? Between whom? <laughs> between whom was the first international rugby match? Oh. oh. Come on, Danny. You know this. Come on. I'm gonna say England. England and Wales. England and Wales. England and Wales? Oh. Or England, Scotland. I reckon first international. International, the first international. Yeah, it's got to be England. Um, I, 
I think I'm going to go England Scotland. It's got to be that. All right, well, we'll find out in part two. Going to find out in part two. Um, all right, guys. You know, at this point, normally in the uh, podcast, I would read out my diary. However, they, we receive a lot of mail, a lot of different things, and so I thought I would read out a little message, which is very heartfelt. And because we've been talking about different things, and Danny shared that amazing story about his uh, friends and all these different things, I thought I'd read this out from a person who sent us this letter. It says, "Dear Francis, Jamie, and Private Parts team, and of course you, lovely Danny. Handwriting. Lovely handwriting. We're writing because we'd really love." to get your help with an urgent appeal to find a bone marrow donor for our colleague and very close friend Talia Tossen, Tossen? Tosen. Tosen, who is just 24 years old. We're big fans of the podcast and we're not going to lie. We're glad the dream team is back together now Francis has returned. We know this might be a bit different to your usual letters and parcels, but we're desperately needing to spread the word to help find a match for Talia. In April, Talia was diagnosed with acute limb Lymphoblastic leukemia. A type of blood cancer, and at the end of August, she was informed that she now needs a bone marrow transplant due to chemotherapy being ineffective. Unfortunately, her sister isn't a match, nor is anybody currently on the Anthony Nolan register. Talia is of Turkish Cypriot descent, which makes finding her match more difficult. Her best friend match, uh, her best possible match, would be somebody of a Turkish or Greek Cypriot e- and ethnicity. However, there ethnicity. Is ethnic- ethnicity. <laughs> It's good. Do you want me to read it? No, I got it. However, there is currently a huge um, lack of black, Asian, or minority ethnic BAME uh, bone donors registered. Right now, she has only got a 20% chance of finding a match. Well, I. Hold on. Uh, From a stranger. But the more people we can make aware of the problem, the more we can get people talking and signing up. We need to die diversify the donor register to try and help Talia and others find the life-saving stem cells she so desperately needs. We've created a campaign in order to raise awareness and, our cur- and encourage people to sign up to the Anthony Allen register and hashtag swab for Talia. We're already uh, enlisted the help of others, such as uh, lots of different people who have shared the appeal on their Instagram stories, but we need as many eyes on this as possible. If you could share this with your listeners, we think this could be a huge help. The campaign we're going to put on our Instagram uh, so please go on to at private podcast, check it out. Um, and they've enclosed some more information. It, if anyone can show the support, that would be absolutely amazing. You guys are absolute heroes. And Talia, we wish you all the best. But of course, we're going to put on an Instagram and hope that things go well. You're an absolute hero, my darling. Um, right, guys, if you can go and check that out on our Instagram, that would be insane. I mean, just incredible. We got some other letters as well that we're going to Open, Danny, we got a box, okay, that we're going to give to you to, to open up. It says fragilist. It's just addressed to me because if it's a bomb, uh, you're going to get hit I'll with die, it. Yeah. Okay, this is for you. We got a nice little parcel. We don't know what's in it. Danny, here we go. It says fragile, Danny. What are you? Here you go, guys. Okay, you can okay, read so it out. Hey, Jamie. Hey, man. You mentioned in a recent private parts you like to receive gifts, so I thought I would send you one of my designs for you and Habs. Hope you like it. Love, Anna. P.S. Francis has always been my fave, but I wasn't sure... <laughs> Oh. who he was going out with because he has so many. <laughs> <laughs> who are you currently? Yeah. I'm I'm um, not going out with anyone. <laughs> Why did you say that so awkwardly? <laughs> okay, Danny, what is it, man? Here we go. Wow, here we go. Oh, is that a little... Oh, oh it's a button picture saying, I think you're pretty cool. Oh, and cool, Habs and Jamie sweet. are holding hands. That's because I put on my Instagram with a picture of Habs saying, I think you're pretty cool. Oh, that is... That is nice. That is so nice. That, that means you're probably going to get married. Probably. 
Ah, uh, Danny, uh, listen, you don't have a... Pre- you're looking for... You're one of those people looking more in your stocking, isn't it? From all yeah, I thought, I thought there might be more. Um, Annie, you could have just done one of me on my own. <laughs> <laughs> looking in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone, we're going to be back in part two, still with Danny Kerr. Danny, you having a good time? Great time. Oh, man, I love you, love, buddy. I love you, hey, too. Dude, man. I love... No, we're, we're good now. Dude, man. I fucking love you, you man. Danny, I love you. I fucking love you, I too, fucking man. love you, man. See you in part two, everybody. Do you guys love me? Either? Yeah, love you, Francis. <laughs> oh, cool. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.